Welcome to yet another episode of Got Faded Japan. I'm Shank. And I'm Linda. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan's about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. But this week we don't have two dudes. We have one dude and my lovely wife, Linda. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny's still in the States. He's on his weird hipster vacation, hopping through San Francisco for fun times and over to Detroit for more fun times. Uh, I got an email from him today. What's he up to? He was, it was a, just, he's like, I bet that you would really like this picture of my brother's what? new, uh, my brother's new AK-47. Yeah. Or, no, it was an SKS, an SKS assault rifle, and it's Johnny looking very American, serious, and holding a giant assault rifle in his hands. Looking really short. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gun was like twice as tall as him. <laughs> But I think he's having fun. And, you know, Johnny's a good, like, red-blooded American. You know, he likes steaks. He likes guns. He yeah. likes beer. Yeah, he likes beer. Yeah, yeah, definitely likes beer. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Linda's filling in for him this week. And we're going to do a slightly different show, but we're going to still do a top five in the second half. Um... So, you know, usually we start off the show talking about our weeks and stuff, but you know my week. I know your week. Yeah. We know what we did, you know? <laughs> like, so instead of doing that, I thought that we'd use uh, this opportunity to revisit a crime story that came out of Japan 14 years ago. Um, it was a pretty big, and it's still relevant today, yeah. which is the Lucy Blackman case. Yeah, it, it, I can't believe it's 14 years ago, so should we just get into it? Yeah, I think we should just get into it, you know? So uh, basically, just, just to kind of, for the people who live in Japan and who's been here a long time like we have, um, like Johnny has, you probably know the case. It was a hostess worker, a woman. She was Australian, right? No, she was British. Oh, she was British. The other one was Australian. Okay, yeah. okay. So she was British, and uh, she was... A hostess worker. She worked in a hostess yeah, bar, you know, three months. for three months, just like you know, chatting up guys while they drank, and uh, you know what hostesses do. And uh, she was murdered, mm -hmm. not just murdered, but she was murdered, dismembered, buried in a cave by the ocean. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and there's a whole bunch of detail that goes into it, but just for so that's the background, and we'll get into a lot more detail. But what's your connection to this case? Well, my connection was that I worked in the same club that she worked in. And also, when I started working as a hostess, she had just disappeared. And uh, no, she she was. She, it kind of was a big cloud kind of hanging over everybody's head for a, a long time, actually. So, the fact mm. that I worked as a hostess and I worked in the same club that she did eventually means that I kind of really she was really on my mind a lot. That, I, I could imagine that the atmosphere in the club must have been a little bit like, what I want to say, oppressively dark. <laughs> because, like, no, somebody not, in the not club... not really, because people... I mean, it was a few years ago at that point when I worked at that club. Did people still talk about it in the yeah, club? Yeah. So people would chat about it, like, be careful, don't end up like a... No, Lucy, they, they <laughs> Lucy Blackman no, or something like that. I'm sorry, Lucy. But, but they would, you know, they remembered her, They and there was customers that would talk about how... You know, the cops came and questioned them. And, mm, so we would come know. up in conversation, right? Yeah, it would come up in conversation. Also, the guy that um, killed her, he was a regular customer there for years and years and years. Joji Obara. Yeah, All Obara right. Joji. He was a regular customer, so everybody knew of him and knew about him because he was a bit notorious. Had you seen him before in the club? Like, seen no. him in person? No, because by the time I started working, it was already, he was already in prison. And He'd already been arrested and yeah. stuff. I got it, I got it. Um, so, 
I guess he no no so he was he was like a regular in the club yeah I'm we're forgetting like this is 14 years ago but we're gonna kind of link everything together and explain like you know a little bit why it's still important today you know and we use every year or so an article still comes up about what about the black men case because it was such a big deal you know um but at any rate so so she was a hostess only about three months yeah so um you know I, I I can totally imagine the type of girl she was and it just really breaks my heart because I can totally see it like she I followed the case a lot and I actually went to the trial and I went to the verdict reading and um, I saw him the the killer and Jojo Bonnet in the courtroom yeah and he talked Mm. and he had a really weird voice and everything but um, okay, wait, sorry. Let's back up for a second. Because for, for I even me, I've been here 11 years. I've never been to a court case. I've never been to a trial, especially yeah. a murder trial of this like kind of magnitude. It's an internet. And yeah. It was big news, especially in Britain, of course, because she was, uh, you know, a British national. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was a huge case. I, mm. I don't know. I okay, so you, you just decided, like, fuck it, I'm just going to go to the trial? Yeah, yeah. You can, if, if anybody wants to go to any trial, you can go. You go to the... Um, courthouse and then you look up where the trial's being held there's like a, a, a registrar yeah a big book and, and mm-hmm. you just go to the room and you just walk in and you can sit sit in Wait, in this case was the room full were you able to get in the verdict reading was full i waited in line and a lot of people didn't get in actually there was like uh-huh. there was like a law school class uh, they, they took a field trip and they they didn't get in. Were they? What, was it a law school class, Japanese law school class, yeah, or Temple yeah. University, one of the international uh, ones? It was some some a bunch of like mm. Japanese students. Mm. They didn't get in, but I you know at that point I kind of knew my way around, so I I got in. But the 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 I went to like a a regular trial hearing and that wasn't full. That was you could just get in to that one. I, a lot of times when I see the trials on TV, they show the barristers and they show the judges. They don't I think that they only show drawings on TV though. Yeah, yeah, no cameras, no cameras. Yeah, there's no cameras allowed, right? So they'll they have like a court monitor which they'll show like the judges, like an actual video of the judges, but they never yeah, but show it's empty. video. Yeah. They never show video of the actual plaintiffs and the accused, it's kind of right? Like, just like the sketch. Not not everybody sits still and like it's kind of boring. It's not very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So how long? So for the let's say the going back to the regular part of the trial the, that you went to because you went hearing. two times. Yeah. The regular hearing. How long did it take? Oh, I can't remember, but it took hours. It took like hours. And during that time, was he examined or like cross-examined or anything no, like that? No, that, this part's kind of not very interesting. Like he, it was, uh, I don't know what was going on, but like he had a whole bunch of lawyers and like they just stood up and like um, handed in some kind of like, uh, what is it? Some paper documents. And then, some dossier. And then of, like, literally his... read through the whole thing. It took like hours. Oh God, that sounds so boring. It Just legal really, jargon for hours, right? It was right? really boring and it was a lot of bullshit that they were saying and Joji Obara just sort of sat there. What would happen if I brought a tall can to the hearing? Is that possible? No alcohol inside the courtroom? Um, can I hit a flask in the back to keep it interesting? You probably could. <laughs> Nobody's like, going to notice. I mean, everybody's kind of sleeping. Or is it going to just put me to sleep, you know? It will put you to sleep. It was hard for me to stay awake. But yeah, so that was... Yeah, so that was that was that was the first time. But I during the it. verdict, when you went, then Obata really actually stood up and had to give his final statement, right? Oh, you know what? I can't remember exactly. But he made a statement at one of them. I can't remember which. Okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. 
And you said he had a creeper voice, right? Yeah, he had a very strange voice. He, at this point, he looked very different from when he was free. He had, like, big glasses on, and um, he had, like, slippers on. I think that's, like, regular, and kind of a gray suit. And in the, the prison uniforms, you know? They don't give him shit. They don't give him shoes. They don't give him, No, like... he was wearing a suit. Oh, he was wearing an actual <laughs> suit, not, like, just the jumpsuit thing. But yeah. wearing slippers? Right? Prison you know slippers? what? I can't remember, but I want to say slippers for some reason. Uh, I could imagine. The point I is, he like he had one chance to defend himself, and instead of like you know making any kind of sense, he just seemed to like dig himself really d- deeper into his grave because he started talking about this weird philosophy he had. He said like, if I live to be one hundred years old, then I wanted to get all my bad behavior done half my life so like I had until 50 to do all this bad stuff but bad stuff was not like anything illegal I was just like you know trying to I don't know except killing women and dismembering their bodies yeah but he says he didn't do that like you know well I, I think okay going back to the case the actual facts of the case right so what was his mo what was it that he used to do? Well, what he used to do is he'd go to, like, all these different hostess clubs, and he really liked foreign girls, um, white girls, Filipino girls, uh, you know, any type of foreign girl. And, okay. And what he tended to do, from what I could gather, was he would find um, a girl who was working at a club who maybe wasn't doing so well. A little bit insecure, yeah. maybe hard up for cash. Yeah, and like, you know, the, the manager is saying you've got to get customers, you've got to do work, and, you know, you're feeling like you got to, like, um, maybe you will cross some lines that you wouldn't normally do. Which means maybe going to the guy's place in Zushi for a yeah, date exactly. or something like so, that. Zushi's outside of Tokyo Beach, Beach Town so area like, south. When you work as a hostess, you can go out with the customer, but you bring that customer back to the club, otherwise you don't get any money. Mm. If you are really desperate for customers and you're mm-hmm. not doing too well, then maybe you'll let a customer talk you into not going back to the, to the So club. in other words... Or, or like hanging out on the weekend, which I would never do because like, you know, I wanted to sleep on the weekend and you don't get any money if you if the club is closed on the weekend. And then the, the big point is, is you, for example, will go out on a dinner date with them before you go to work at the club yeah. and then they, they, pay, they pay and then you bring them to the club, they spend yeah. a bunch of money there and, and then, then and you they get... Call, and, they, and they also pay money to have taken you out. To taking you out. So you get extra money, the club gets their money. And you get all the sales mm. and then you get ranked and you get bonuses if you so the but if you're a struggling hostess then you might say okay i'll go on a date down to your because yeah so I, you'll think i'll go on a date with you on my weekend and maybe you'll come in and be be my customer be my regular be yeah. my regular right so that seemed to be what he tended to do and what he would usually do is he would take them take a girl out and drug him with some chloroform, and he chloroform would, and he would, Rufinol, right? and he would lie and say that this is some kind of alcohol from Thailand. I think this is what he said, and and <laughs> you would pass out. The girl would pass out, and he would videotape himself having sex with them, pa- completely passed out like a dead body. And, and he, he even did... made statements during the trial, like, and this was him defending himself. He's completely insane, saying, "I cannot have sex with a, a woman that is like." alive she has to be like dead passed out dead passed out so basically he's like one step away from necrophilia yeah just one step away and let's go back 900 videotapes were confiscated of him having sex with passed out women 900 so of course among these 900 women he's not a fucking chemist or a doctor he's a millionaire 
But he's not a chemist or a doctor, so a a couple times he dosed them too hard, or or they drank too much alcohol with the chloroform or the rufinol, and they died. Right. That 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 was proven. Well, it was proven once, but actually, it was proven only twice. But of course, it happened to many more women. But what would usually happen? What would be? You'd pass out. You'd wake up, and you'd have like a huge headache, and be like, "Oh, you you drank so much." You have a hangover, and then he'll be like, he'll be like, take a few days off of work, and he'll give you a whole bunch of money, and you'll go home, and you'll be feeling sick, but then you'll get over it, and then maybe you think something happened, but you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, because you you're know, drugged. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and but you, and but and then you, you know, but you're like, oh, cool, I have all this money. He gave me this money, so it's cool. So he thought he can get away with anything with money. That's Basically, what he always. Well, thought. and he was a millionaire, and he did have a lot of influential friends. Because at one point, he paid the father of Blackman yeah. like a whole bunch of money. I forget. I was trying to find the the figure, but I want to say it was somewhere around like forty five or fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and he dollars. accepted it, which is like completely disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting, but, right? To like, yeah. what's the value of your daughter's life, right? He it's was making cool. money, profiting off of that's the profiteering. Of his yeah, that's that's disgusting too. So he the, basically what he thought was he thought he can chloroform these girls, have sex with them passed out, videotape it for his own like enjoyment, send them on their way with some money and never be caught. Yeah, and he wasn't caught for years and years and years and he did it to hundreds and hundreds of women. And when um, he unfortunately, he didn't mean to kill Lucy Blackman, but he did. She died. Still as a result scene. of his bullshit, right? She died in his apartment. Um, and when that happened and she disappeared and they started investigating him, they found videotapes and they called some girls that they recognized and ID'd. And for mm-hmm. the first time, they 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 learned for the first time that they were raped. They didn't know. They didn't know because they had all blacked out, yeah. woke up, headaches, this whole thing, right? So this whole yeah. MO. And then with these 900, I mean, I imagine some were maybe even repeaters because there's 900 videotapes so they always say up to 900 women but really was he able to like coerce 900 but this was over a long period right because the first woman who died was in 1992 yeah so what happened with that one was that was a little different and what and um what happened was that she died a few days later okay 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 at the time they didn't connect it to him at all and um they just thought that she died of some unknown drug overdose. And, and that was... Man, I'm trying to find her name, but that was the... Uh, she was the Australian. Australian woman, right? And... Uh, Carita Ridgway. Yeah. Yeah. Who died in Tokyo in 1992. And... Uh, but, like, yeah, like you said, she didn't and, die and, in his apartment. Yeah, she died a few days later. And what happened with that was that the way they were able to prove it, and he was convicted of her death, the way they were able to prove it was that they, for some reason, accidentally preserved her liver. Like, they should have usually, like, have, I don't know, like, it, it shouldn't have been preserved. Cre- it should have been cremated with yeah. the rest of the body or something. But, but during the invest- autopsies, for some reason, they held on to it for evidence. No, no, they didn't hold on to evidence. They didn't think there was any crime committed. But when they were investigating all his past, mm-hmm. after the 2000, what was it, 2000... Lucy yeah, Blackman. yeah, 2000 Lucy Blackman. Then they went back and they found that her liver had been... They're preserved. like, oh shit, we got this chick's yeah. liver in the fridge. This, he was with her. Yeah, and then they tested it and they found the same drugs. And they uh, and then, so he convic- he was convicted of 
of killing her. I know he was never convicted of killing Lucy Blackman. He was never convicted of manslaughter in that case because what his big... I mean, he, he obviously disposed of the dead body, which is illegal. He was convicted of abduction of her. But was he, he was, yeah. I don't know what he was but he wasn't convicted of manslaughter because he attested the whole time that she took the drugs on her own. So he could yeah. not be the murderer because she drank the drugs on her own. She overdosed on her own. He fucked her. He chopped up the body. He he buried it in a oceanside cave. Yeah, I don't know exactly what what happened with with that, but, but like for some reason, even though the whole reason that he was in prison at all was because people the the police were investigating her death. Somehow, um, they d- unfortunately didn't get justice because they didn't. He didn't get convicted. It d- it does for, seem like. But a she really got convicted sad, for right? rape and blah 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 and. And, and he, he he did in the end. He got a life sentence. So he's sentence in life. He is in currently life. In, in life in prison. So. Well, what's that? I'm sorry, I can't remember. Vice did a documentary about that one guy that was in France oh. killed the French woman and ate her. Eight parts of her. Sagala. Sagala, yeah, right? Sagala. And he's famous. And he just lives like a shitty, normal life in Japan as a poor motherfucker who can't do yeah. shit. Yeah, but he's in that documentary, that Vice documentary. Is, that guy is a s- sick bastard, he's man. He's part of the Sagala delivery company. Is that, and that's why he had so much money and was able to. Yeah. And, he, and he did serve some time, but served a very short sentence before being was, deported back to Japan. Yeah. I think, and then he was never convicted in Japan of anything. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is with that. You he, know, he was he's a cannibal. Yeah, yeah, he's a cannibal man, the Japanese cannibal. And Tsuchiya, the guy that cut off his nose, cut off his cut I mean cut off his own lips. Remember the guy that killed what? remember he killed the foreign woman and the English teacher in Chiba. Oh, that guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he was on the run for two years. He also supposedly had just rich family members that helped support him when he was on the lam. Um, and then he gave himself the you know the the home plastic surgery, cut off his but lips. But he got caught because he went and got proper plastic. Yeah, surgery. he did. He went and got a nose job. He had broken his own nose himself, oh cut off his own lips himself to make him smaller, okay. given himself this fucked up haircut, and then went and got eye surgery, and then his nose reshaped again, and he was picked up, you know, on suspicion yeah. around that time. I bet. I imagine if you're a fucking investigator or a cop that you're sending out leaflets to all the plastic surgeons Probably. for motherfuckers that are on the lam, I'm sure, right? I'm sure. Yeah. You know they're on the run and stuff. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, you got if you don't change your face. Yeah. You know. I mean, in if you don't change your face. It's a, well, okay. In Japan, like unlike what one, some white people might think, we they, not everyone looks the same over here. They might wear the same suit to work and shit like that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're on TV enough, if you're on the posters enough, you're mm. at every Koban or every police box. He was on the run for two years, and a lot of people say part of it was he had rich fucking uh, family members that were helping to support him. It could be. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that case. The, yeah. the, one reason why I want to bring this up is, well, because you went to the trial, and, you, and yeah. you were, like, so closely tied to it. I thought it would be, like, an interesting story for listeners to hear. Yeah. But, uh... You know, like, I, I, I wonder, you hear about, like, these cases of the, of the English teacher murdered, of the hostess murdered, of the foreign nationals murdered, mm-hmm. and I wonder if the police put the diligence into the foreign, what do I want to say, like, the, for, the foreign worker here on a temporary visa, or mm-hmm. the foreign worker maybe working illegally as a, because working as a hostess, if you're not here on an entertainment visa, is illegal, right? Yeah. Then, true. then, I wonder if they put due diligence into actually searching for these guys. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't, I don't really understand. I mean, like, I think, 
maybe they don't uh, I mean just in general maybe they don't like prioritize uh, these t- like rape cases for sure Ra- I, rape I mean of people who women who do this type of work for some reason they you know they don't prioritize that kind of stuff. I mean even in America it wasn't until maybe the 90s or late 80s that like rape was actually taken seriously by law enforcement you know most of the time it's like oh we yeah. got a kit but eh, you know like kind of sweep it under the rug you know just yeah. a rape just a rape like uh, I was listening to uh to a, some some podcast today and they were talking about that it really wasn't until after the 70s and into the 80s that law enforcement even really gave two shits about rape you know seems like in japan as well they figure they figure if you're involved in this in the mizu shobai or it's not even just sex industry in the entertainment industry at all mm-hmm. that you're kind of uh, asking for it yeah unfortunately maybe that's 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 Part of it. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean from the police, the, from the police point of view, we yeah. were talking about this. Okay, let's get off the Blackman case for a second. Okay. Where you worked in Rapungi for years, right? Yeah. And I went. I had an incident this week where I got fucking surrounded by police at goddamn oh, yeah. Shinjuku Station and was fucking accosted. Mm-hmm. They're trying to stick their hands in my pockets. They're trying to search my shit. Yeah. Like there, I and I like I always tell people if if you come to Japan to visit, carry a copy of your passport or your passport with you. Somebody tries to randomly search you, say no. Just say no to everything. They ask you any questions, say no. Show them your passport. Don't hand them your passport. Same for foreigners living here in Japan. Show them your gaijin card. Don't hand them your gaijin card. They can fucking see the information. Tell them, don't touch me. Don't touch my things. Don't touch me. Don't touch my things. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this because I came home fucking living. Yeah, it's I awful. was angry, dude. It's I got My individual rights, and I didn't, I didn't let them put their hands on me or in my shit, but I still had to open my bag and turn my pockets inside out yeah. in the middle of Shinjuku Station with thousands of people walking around me. It's fucking Surrounded by like 10 cops who were being completely unreasonable. The cops were fucking being aggressive, unreasonable, kept on asking the same questions over and over. And then I mentioned to you, and you're like, oh, when I worked in Rapungi, this happened to women all the time. Yeah, it did, yeah. So what, you'd just be walking down the street, like going to, like on your break, you know, coming out from work, and cops would just surround you and search you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 like you know, want to look through your bag, look through your pockets, look through your shirt. You know, what, what, what is it that they're looking? What, what, was it because they're looking for? I don't know drugs what they're looking or for. Weapons yeah, or illegals? So. Or they're looking? Are they checking their? Yeah, they want to see if if you're illegal or not. They want to see if you have. I don't know. I guess they're looking for drugs. You know, they're just harassing people. I don't know. And well, I. It's a fact of the matter is a lot of Southeast Asian people, East Asian people, they come to Japan, they work, women, I should say, more than men, a lot more than men, and they do work illegally. If you have to go to Rapongi, you have to go to Ginza, you have to go somewhere, maybe Shibuya, every night to work, and those cops are going around searching, how do you avoid not getting pinched? Oh, you don't, you don't, oh, how do you avoid not getting <laughs> Yeah, because if they in, find um, that you're illegal, they're going to haul you to the police box yeah. and deport your ass, right? Yeah, it happens all the time. So you'll just go to work <laughs> and, at the club, and it's then... It's a chance you take if you're illegal. So then if you go to the work at the club one night, you you know, like Lovely or Harmony or whatever the Filipino girl's <laughs> name is, just didn't show up for work today. You're like, got pinched, going home. Well, not just that. They would also like just like come to the club and just, you know, sweep the whole place. And... I, I do see. You know, the we were talking about this before, too, is I do know like a lot of the 
you know, more of the sex places and stuff, especially the happening bars and stuff. Yeah. They'll do like a, a sweep once a year where they go to a happening bar. Happening bars are like kind of like sex clubs where people like get yeah. naked well, no, like, and meet club, hookups and the, stuff. But hostess clubs aren't like that at all. No, so. they still get, I mean, they come like once a year. So. Once a year. Yeah. Do the managers ever know when they're going to come? Because no, you don't know when they're coming. They, it's not like they start, because in Japan's famous for having campaigns. I mean, you kind campaigns, of know, you, kind you know, like you this kind month of, is going to be a, maybe they you kind of guess like like they'll you'll know like the time of year but you won't know like the day so you're like okay it's december or november they're gonna be doing sweeps yeah after, after summer vacation mm. because some people will come on a three-month visa and then stay Ah, I see, I see. So they tend to come, like, around September, October. They're like, oh, I can stay. I make a little bit of extra money just drinking and shooting the shit with some fucking salarymen. Yeah. Make some extra money, and then I'll go back home after that. Yeah, so that would tend to happen. That's another thing is, uh, maybe you can answer, is a lot of women do come here. They'll overstay. They'll work a while, and then they, some of them, they do want to leave and go back home. How do they go back home after overstaying? Oh, you just hand yourself in. You just and say, just be like, deport my ass. I overstayed, and then, you, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, actually, but yeah, you just sort of say, I overstayed, and then you just sort of leave. Maybe remit your, like, do some, like, money remittance back to your home country first, sell off all your shit, and just take yourself down to the immigration office or the police box and say, like, I overstayed, I need to go home. Yeah, they might give you some crap, and you won't be able to come back into the country for at least five years. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. I didn't know if it was five or seven, but there's, like, uh, yeah. you get banned. Like Paul McCartney did yeah. for bringing weed in, right? Yeah, he got banned he for like five years or ten years or something like that. Yeah. Beetle, like, motherfucker couldn't come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's what happens. I think I remember hearing a quote of him saying, like, like, <laughs> like they have shit weed in Japan, so I had to bring my own. And then mm-hmm. they just found like a pound of, like a, a whole bunch of pot, you know? Like a whole well, bunch of Someone crying. mailed it to him or something. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, he's like, gotta get, gotta get my stuff. I'm a musician, man. I'm a creator, dude. I'm a creator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then how about, okay, final question. So when you're working around there, there's also lots of dudes. The dudes tend to be managers. They, I want to say like a kind of a bus boy sometimes. They run around like they clean the clubs yeah, and they yeah, take yeah. up after things. Or they're, ca- they're called the boy. The boy. Or, the, or they're catchers. It means oh, that yeah, they're the out catch, on the yeah. street catching yeah. people and trying to bring them into the club. And uh, I'm not going to profile anyone because I see a lot of American dudes, but there are a lot of Africans as well. Mm-hmm. Right? How do those guys, they all, are they, are they, they all... all- they all have Japanese wives in the boonies. <laughs> so, so what? Because I'm wondering, because they're on the street all night long. They must get carded. They must get yeah, checked, they do, right? They do, yeah. But they got like what? They come to Japan, marry a woman, say like, I gotta go to work, honey. I go back down to the club tonight, and I then they work the at the. I don't know the story. I don't understand what's going on, but pretty much all of them. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. They, yeah, they have Japanese wives, like, far away. Because, that, that, I mean, I, I see these guys around. I was just on Friday. We were partying in Shinjuku. We are in Kabukicho. Lots of, like, li- like entertainment areas. We went to, like, the horror bar, to Deathmatch and Hell, and then we hopped around to rock bars. Mm-hmm. But in between every rock bar that we went to, there was, like, guys trying to pull us in there, like, uh, hostess clubs or jerk-off yeah. places and stuff. And it's, it's there's cops around, too, you know? It's obvious that the cops at some point have to turn a blind eye to the catchers well no you're allowed to do catch work but you're not allowed to like do certain like you can't 
block a person's way when they're walking. You can't physically touch them. Touch them. them. Mm. You can't, like, you know, there's You can't rules. stand in front of them and stop, yeah, impede their, it. like, movement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's rules to it, but it's not illegal work. Uh, so, but in all, like, in under the rules of law, I guess that some of the places that they are working for are doing maybe things that are in, in the gray zone of the law, obviously, right? Yeah, maybe. But I, I guess it's just one of those things where they just can't, they just can't ID everyone. And I imagine, like, I go to Kabukicho, mm-hmm. and you know from working in Roppongi, you see the same dudes a lot. Like, I, the, I have the same dudes that I've seen so many times, they yeah. look at me like they're going to ask, like, try to catch, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you having fun tonight? Yeah, yeah, like, because they know you. you. They know I'm not you, a customer. You see the same people for years and years. <laughs> yeah, <sometimes>. right? <laughs> so that means that obviously they're not getting deported, right? Because yeah. they've been there years and years and years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, going back to Blackman really quick, just to wrap up, it's fucking crazy. 900 videos of him raping passed out women. Mm-hmm. Dismember kills a woman, also dismembers another, accidentally kills another woman who is Lucy Blackman. Dismembers her body, buries it in a cave by the beach. Not just that, but he go. He went out and bought cement. He went and bought like you know, like a saw. Some somebody knocked on his door and he was like sweaty in the middle of like winter with like some weird cement block in the background. You know, like I think like the police came and said that there's noise. Yeah, it's because, like, it's fucking, it's not like, if you had a butcher shop next to your apartment, you would hear shit going yeah. on in the butcher shop. Hammers and fucking saws and shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's a fucking, and if the guy could only have sex with, like, near-dead bodies, he probably <laughs> enjoyed that shit, you know? Oh, God. Oh, so it's fucking awful. disgusting. Remember, people, you can go to GotFageJapan.com <laughs> and donate to the show if you want to hear more disgusting stories. Um, also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, share our stuff on Facebook. And finally, go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star rating. It bumps us up. Johnny is going to be back soon. But before then, we're going to take a short break and be back with the top five. Peace. Peace. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, what's up, faders? Now you're listening to my sexy advertisement. That song is so sexy, that beat is making love to your eardrum. Boom, 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 boom. Aw, shit. Well, I'll tell you what, I suck at beats, and I suck at singing, but if there's one thing I don't suck at, and that's art. So come on down to thespilting.com. Thespilting.com has got all your artistic needs. I've got old work and new work there, and this site is brand new. Same address, though. T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. I ain't sexy, but the art is. So come on down to thespilting.com, and if you want commission work, I can do commission work for you. I've done it before, 
I'll do it again. I'll do it in the future. In fact, I'm doing it in my head right now. Commission work. So come on down to thespilting.com. Speaking of new projects, I just finished the State Series, where I painted all 50 American states in a graffiti style. They're mysterious, and I got every single state there. Michigan, Ohio, Kansas, Kentucky. Shit, some states I didn't even know existed, I painted them. But I got them done. And they're all for sale. 20 bucks a pop, so come on down to thespiltink.com. They're all for sale. Now paint your head with my sexy song. Oh, in your ears. Mm. Welcome back to the second half of Got Faded Japan. I'm still Shank. And I'm still Linda. Yeah, and as you fine folks know, we're still doing this shit. Um, let's get back into the regular show with the top five. These are the top five news stories of the week, so let's get into it. Top five. Okay. All right, number five. Um, man mistakenly arrested after police get knife measurement wrong. What? Yeah, yeah. Do, you know there's a knife limit in Japan. You can't carry around. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. It's not like uh, in the animes and cartoons and stuff where you can just like carry a samurai sword around like a fucking some ninja stars and stuff. Yeah. This doesn't work like that. Um, police said Monday they arrested a man by mistake after incorrectly measuring the size of a folding knife he had with him during a fight with his father. What? Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> He got in a fight with his pops, you know. With the knife? Yeah, you know, he must, you know, he's probably, you know, like you're in high school. You're like, fuck you, dad. I'm not listening to you and your rules. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Under the firearms control law, it is illegal to possess or carry various kinds of weapons ranging from knives to guns, of course. Knives are regulated by blade size and the blade must be less than eight centimeters long. Not very long, you know, pretty short. It's like a little pocket knife. Okay. So you can have a pocket knife. You can't have uh, so those motherfucking cops that surrounded me the other day. Mm-hmm. Like at one point they oh, said, yeah, like, "Do you have a knife? Do you have a knife?" No, he didn't say, "Do you have a knife?" He says, "You're carrying a knife, aren't you?" Like what? And hell? I and just like, like it's like they wanted a reason to arrest you or something. They were just looking for anything they could to so fucking weird. like like go through my shit, you know. And they and the the way they do it, I had three guys around me, yeah. at simultaneously asking questions. And, be, and because of that, they're just waiting That's for... That's just like bad training. Yeah, they're just waiting for the opportunity for you to say yes on accident. So you have to be sure to say no, no, no. So no matter what they said to me, I just said no, no, no. What if yeah, they like no, asked you yeah. a reverse question? Yeah. And what? And what, the, yeah, they use a double <laughs> negative or something. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh. So it was in Japanese. And I'm so sorry to all of our gay listeners out there. But I, in between each no, I just said, fuck you, faggot. Fuck you, faggot. Because I know that they know those two words, and I was trying to piss them off, kind of. But yeah. I limited an amount of time to piss them off. I'm like, no, fuck you, don't touch me, fuck you. And it's yeah. a mix of Japanese and English. Felt kind of bad afterwards, though. I was like, why did I have to... Like, I, I could have called him something else, man. Didn't have to call that dude a faggot. Yeah, you could have no. just said, you know, fuck you. I should... I, I'm going to switch it up and just say bitch. They know bitch. Oh, they know Because yeah. in Japanese, you say bitchy. Right? I think they know, yeah. Right? So I can say, like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, bitch. Don't touch me. Furinaide, sawanaide, furinaide. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. But here, okay, so you, you can't have a knife over, like, uh, eight centimeters long. Um, later investigations found that the man, identified as a construction worker, Koji Motogi, 29, had a folding knife with a 7.6 centimeter blade on it, according to officers in the Saitama 
prefectural police. Well, at least they admitted their mistake. At least they admitted the mistake. But now I wonder, is there what happens to the police who made the mistake? This guy gets in some altercation with his father. It's a domestic dispute. Mm -hmm. They come. It didn't even say that he pulled the knife. He just had it in his possession because yeah. he's a construction worker. Yeah. You know, you carry a knife when you're a construction worker. They just needed worker. a reason to arrest him. They just wanted a reason to arrest him. Take him down. It's like with the... Remember a couple years ago, there was a bunch of cops around like Saitama, Tokyo that got in trouble for making false uh, bicycle reports. What? They're like, yeah, they're, they're just racking up like stolen bicycles, stolen oh bicycle. God. And then dudes would be like, you'd be riding your bicycle and they would like, is what they do is they go around to park bicycles, take down the numbers, report it as a stolen bicycle uh -huh. to bump up their numbers, right? Yeah. And then they would find someone riding their bicycle that they bought and own yeah. and then they would arrest them for fucking riding a stolen bicycle. That's really, really messed up. And I'm sure at the end of the day that everything <laughs> that was, was clear. That was like ruin your day. Dude, like you're like a kid or you're going to work and someone's like, you stole that bicycle. We have a record of it being... Just more reason to like run as fast as you can if you see a police officer. If you see a police officer, <laughs> man. There's just so many of them. They like, they swarm on you, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think um, in this case, like they just wanted to pad their numbers in, in, in my humble opinion, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? All right, we're going to zip through these people with number four. Tokyo man accused of cycling high on doppel drugs. On the news, they said it's not doppel. Yeah, they changed it from doppel. Okay, doppel drugs meant like unregulated drugs. Man, they're talking about spice. They're talking about the weird fake weed with the hallucinogen sprayed on it. But they're they changed that, it to... Like, it's, they, they made them illegal now, so they're not doppel. So, but, but they don't call... They call, call them like... E, not Ihan. Right now, they just called... What, was, what did they call it? They call it, like, Iho or Ihan. Not Ihan. Oh, God. I think they just call them drugs. Yeah, yeah. But, no, there was a word that they were putting before, but it was something like they changed it from loophole, quote-unquote, loophole drugs or unregulated drugs to illegal drugs. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tokyo, a man who was so stoned that he fell off his bike, became the first <laughs> bicyclist in Japan arrested on suspicion of driving okay, under but, the influence but, of doppo drugs. But was he or was he just like like falling off his bike? Maybe, no, I think that he was just so high because that spice <laughs> shit will fuck a person up, man. So I think that he so was he so was. high he that was. he was falling off his bike. and okay. he So th that's fine. But the reason why I pulled this story up well, two reasons. One, those fucking guys that surrounded me at Shinjuku Station, yeah. they asked me three times if I had any illegal substances on me. Now that they made those doppo drugs into yeah. illegal drugs, they can go out and get more fucking, you know, pad their stats. So they thought you had some her spice. <laughs> I guess in retrospect, I do have a bunch of fucking tattoos. I was wearing sunglasses and headphones, carrying a skateboard, walking through the station very quickly. That doesn't mean you have some drugs on you. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you... And I'm a foreigner. Of course, they're profiling as well, right? Yeah. But the second reason is driving under the influence. When you ride a bicycle in Japan, mm -hmm. it's fucking drinking and driving if you get pulled over and you've been drinking. Well, same in America, too, right? Not in every state. I know in Oregon it is because I had a buddy who got I arrested. Think in California it is. In Washington a State, DUI I don't... A is the same as a DUI. It's fucking bullshit, dude. I sometimes... in We live in Koenji, right? The studio's yeah. around here. And uh, once in a while, I'll see an old man riding his fucking mamachari, his grocery getter, uh -huh. with a fucking Osaki One cup in his hand, dude. Yeah. I don't see those guys getting drinking and driving tickets. Yeah. Well, they should. <laughs> In Japan, also, you're supposed to be riding in the road, not on the sidewalk. It's mm -hmm. supposed to be a car because it's like driving under the influence. But you're riding on the sidewalk. Some of these old dudes, they don't even have bicycles. They have tricycles. 
A tricycle that they're riding. Oh, you mean the thing with the, like the cart in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll like have their like one cup or their shitty like chew high in their hand. They're sipping it at, like eleven in the morning, cruising around. <laughs> I don't even know what those guys do. I don't man. know what they do. They're weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Yuta Hokari, twenty-nine, who lives in Tokyo's Taito Ward, is suspected of violating road traffic laws while being high under. Like while driving, according to Metropolitan Police, Hokari had taken Dapo drugs, which are now illegal drugs, um, or before cycling on the streets in the capital Sumi, Sumida ward at around 8:30 p.m. The suspect collapsed on a pedestrian oh, walkway man. along the road and injured his neck. Oh, that sucks. So he's all high. He's on like a, a sidewalk or oh. maybe like a, and he eats shit. He's like, my neck, my neck. Well, like, these drugs are definitely, like, causing, like, you know, they're, like, a social problem. People are, like, killing people and stuff accidentally. There was, like, what, back-to-back weeks? The guy in Ikebukuro killed someone? Yeah, it's and not then, good. Yeah, the, the drug in it, and the guy, no, two, and another one out in Kitaku. Mm-hmm. He he got in an accident and fucking injured some people yeah, or fucked himself. People. But the guy, yeah, the guy in uh, Ikebukuro, we talked about this last month, he ran over that poor Chinese woman, man. She was like 26 Aww. or 27. And of course, that right in front of that uh, west side of Ikebukuro Station, there's like, a lot oh, of it's Chinese. it's like Chinatown. It's a Chinatown. It's yeah. the new Chinatown, basically. Yeah. Well, newer. Newer I mean, than. it's like super Chinatown. Yeah, my all, all of everyone I know who's Chinese, Chinese like friends, Chinese coworkers, they all go up there because it's the best Chinese food in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. If you want other good Chinese, I mean the Yokohama Chinese food is it's, a little bit more for tourists. Yeah, the Yokohama one is a tourist Chinatown. That's real Chinatown. That is. I'll tell you what. I I have a my favorite Shoronpo place there. Mm-hmm. So good, man! Right near the tracks. Oh, that's good. I that go. yeah, that one's good. And they also have a Chinese uh, Taiwanese place that does all of the. The insects, the sasori, no. like the, it's all kushi, it's all kushiaki, it's all stuff, shish kebabs, shit on sticks. No, I don't want that. And they have, they have scorpions, they have like maggots, they have uh, grasshoppers, they have all that stuff, and every dish is made with insects. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll skip on that one too. Number three, man dies after jumping from moving train. How? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was fucking bummed. This guy must hate his life so bad. You know, baby, in the mornings when I have to get up early the night yeah. before, sometimes I get a little bit grumpy. I'm like, I gotta get up early tomorrow. <laughs> Take that morning rush. Yeah. Kind of leave me alone. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> it's because of this. They're driving me to this. Yeah. A man died after he jumped from a moving train onto the tracks in Yokohama, police but said how Thursday. how did he get out of the moving train? <laughs> I know. According to police, the incident occurred around 11 a.m., so I'm suspecting, you know, God. he usually works at nine. He was out late was the night late. before. He was, late, he was to late to work. The train is fucking, it's like hot and like <laughs> stuffy. And he's like got those flop sweats that you get when you're hungover. Yeah. You know, um, he was on the KQ Airport Express as he was passing through the Tsurumi ward. And passengers were quoted as saying that the man suddenly rose from his seat. Oh. <laughs> Opened a window halfway, not even all the way, just halfway. I would wake and out. jumped out. Oh my god. Police said the man fell onto the tracks and was confirmed dead at the scene. Dude, the way you gotta hope for in this is that you just fucking instantly hit an oncoming yeah. pole. Or either that or maybe they were high up and he like jumped. It was like an L train, like an elevated train, right? Yeah. 
Like, I always thought L train meant like the train the line, L. like the N train. Or the, it means elevated, right? Yeah. Like the psycho send, the psycho lines, an elevated train, right? Yeah. An L train. Um, I don't know about the KQ. I don't go to Yokohama enough. The yeah, KQ, I don't Yoko. Know. If it goes out to the airport, though, and that's all. Maybe like, he missed his stop and he was just trying to. Get- <laughs> He's like, I'm late for work. I gotta go. My fucking really important meeting at 11. It's almost 11. I'm just gonna get out here. <laughs> God, that's ridiculous. Number two. 360,000 yen stolen from 80 students at two Chiba high schools. What? Dude, this guy is fucking... Who? Yeah, 80 students. From high school. Students. From high school. 360,000 yen. That's uh, like 3,000... 3, yeah. Like 4,000? $3,600. $3,500. Oh, man. That's a lot of money to pull off of fucking 60 students. 80 students. That's not cool. Well, Chiba. Police in Chiba are investigating a series of thefts at two high schools in which 80 students were robbed of a total of 360,000 yen. According to police, around midday on Wednesday, a number of students at Chiba's West High School, located in Mihama Ward, reported having their money that they intended to use for lunch stolen from their bags, for which lunch. had been left in their classrooms. So, what their kind of lunch are they eating? Their lunch monies were stolen. Basically, this is a big bully. Just the biggest bully in the world is who going around it? from school to school. Did they fucking, find out who did it? Well, TV Asahi reported that in all 51 students reported losses of 210,000 yen. So that means about each student was carrying around 40, 50 bucks on them. That's a lot of money. How much lunch. money does a high school... I was lucky to go to school with fucking $12 in my wallet when I was in high school. 40, 40 bucks for lunch? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not just what? their Their parents are, like, giving them, like, a hundred bucks. Just carry around a hundred bucks in case you need it. In case, or how, Why are they carrying this much money around? They have around? more money than me. You're not saying high school. Kids, high school kids shouldn't be carrying around more than 20 bucks at a time. Because when I was in high school, if I had more than $10, I would buy lunch, I would buy a pack of cigarettes, and I'd buy a 40-ouncer. That's it, dude. That was my day. Yeah. For sure. Because I'm not just going to, like, what? I'm going to buy, I could buy lunch for under five bucks. And then what am I going to do with the other five bucks? So my my parents were like, well, no, we're only Buy just going to give you fucking five bucks. An expensive magazine. Yeah, if you're a lady. <laughs> dude, right? Like you skateboard and like, and you know, the, the older skateboarding kids, you're like, yeah, can you go buy me a pack of smokes? You run yeah. into that one friend that's like 21 that still hangs out with like the 17-year-olds. Uh-huh, that you thought was cool. That you thought was cool. And you're like, yo, dude, like, can you run in and buy me a 40 really quick? Yeah. That's your day, man. Well, um... Next, in a similar incident, the same day at uh, Kemigawa High School, located approximately 1.5 kilometers away, 29 students reporting having their lunch money stolen, accumulating to the amount of 150,000 yen. So this guy's racking it up, dude. And in this case, 29 students, that is, like, you know, like, a lot of, I mean, how much money do they need, dude? Maybe there's, like, one or two kids with, like, a lot of money that, like, bust the curve. Bust the curve. Yeah, there's just like those two rich kids that just carry around a grand with them everywhere they go. Like, those are the kids, those are the boys, the rich boys that come to school on a motorcycle and park it like in a parking lot five blocks away from school so they don't get caught by the teachers. Yeah, you're not allowed to drive to school. Yeah, well, you can't get a driver's license until you're over 18, (laughs) but you can get a motorcycle license from 16 in Japan. Well, unless you like keep failing and then you like drive to high school, which I I knew someone (laughs) like that. You're going to vocational high school. He's like that time. high school. Alright, number one. Final story of the night, guys. And this one hits very close to home. It's dear to my heart. 
civil servant suing Fukuoka for one yen over employee drinking ban. For one yen? Yeah, he's trying to make a point. He doesn't need the money. He's like, you're going to deny my rights to drink alcohol, motherfuckers? <laughs> I am going to sue your ass for one yen. <laughs> for one yen? For one yen. For one yen. Okay, okay. So, um, so Ichiro Takashima spent his first day... Okay, talking about... I'm going to paraphrase the first paragraph. Um, is the mayor... Of Fukuoka, he came in in 2010. Um, Fukuoka was was uh, less than five years removed from a tragic drunk driving accident that claimed the lives of three children at that point. After that, um, there was also an incident in 2006 of an inebriated employee driving into a car, rear-ending it, knocking it into the bay. The parents oh, survived, children died. Oh, right? okay, that's weird. So then... Uh, then after that, there's two more incidences of a fire department person and a vice principal of an elementary school who were caught drinking and driving. Um, because of all of these things, there was uh, 10,000 plus city workers were given uh, alcohol bans. So, so they can't drink ever. No, this was a... They were given a notice that uh, these 10,000 plus city employees and educators, including teachers, explaining that for the month of May in 2012, consumption of alcohol at restaurants, bars, and homes of friends and acquaintances was fundamentally prohibited. So to teach everyone a lesson about the dangers of drinking and driving, they decided to do an all-encompassing ban for one month. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. An exception was made for wedding ceremonies, okay. but for other functions where the employee's attendance was required but alcohol was being served, they were strongly <laughs> encouraged not to drink alcohol but drink soft drinks instead. Oh my god. And you know in Japan, if you go to any fucking organized event, what do they yeah, have? Yeah, you have to drink. You have to drink. I was at, I, I think I've talked about it in the pod before, but my first day at the dormitory in college here... All these 18-year-old kids that have never had alcohol in their life fucking forced to drink in the dormitory. And there's a school... like It's prince. hazing. Yeah, it's a kind of hazing. They were passing out left and right. 18-year-old yep. kids from one beer. <laughs> <laughs> just passed out in their seats, passed out in the dormitory. And it was it was encouraged. It wasn't just sanctioned. The, the, it was encouraged because the fucking dormitory people in the school bought the beer. Yeah. So you yeah. can see how ingrained it is as soon as you get into university and then into as a worker. Um, it's just what continues and what continues, right? If one of my customers was like, I can't like come into the club because I have an alcohol pen. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, well, fuck you then, right? Yeah, I'd be like, that's fucked up. That's bullshit. What are you? What, how old are you? 12? 12 years old? Of course, you're banned from alcohol when you're 12. Dude, you're a grown man, a grown adult. Well, the man now suing on the grounds that the directive was a violation of his right. It said, my constitutionality guaranteed freedoms were, my constitutionally guaranteed freedoms were infringed upon, which resulted in great mental suffering, he claims. Mm -hmm. While the city is maintaining its substance, it stands that the no alcohol ban was merely an advisory suggestion. Hey. The plaintiff argues that the disciplinary action it alluded to brought the levels up to an outright ban. So what he's saying is, while there wasn't anything in the books, per se, to say that he wasn't allowed to drink, it was so strongly said to him 
and like, it, was, it was an officially advice. a suggestion, not like a law. So it's not like he can come to work smelling like alcohol like he usually does, you know? <laughs> he had this, this teacher, I, <laughs> teacher I like of your it. children. I, I think it's good to encourage, you know, civil disobedience and like standing up for your rights. It's like you need to encourage that in Japan. Well, I think, you know, I understand. We, well, we talked about the ranking recently that came out that Japan was the number one country for, uh, for general acceptance of alcohol. Because it's a big part of Japanese culture, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But at the same time, like, uh, like you can't have a culture which, like, prom- not even promotes but condones alcohol, and then suddenly there's some bad incidents that happen, and then suddenly just fucking outright ban it. Mm-hmm. For, ban it for certain people, right? So this yeah. guy's like, dude, yeah, mental suffering, dude, I get drunk every night, homie. Like, you, what, you gonna take my beer? It's a violation that he's, he's saying, like, it, like, right now it's my beer, what is it gonna be tomorrow? Exactly. I mean, first you take my, you know, you, you, you ban the spice, you take the beer away <laughs> pretty soon. Like, what am I gonna have left, dude? I'm actually gonna have to talk to my family when I get home from work, <laughs> not just pass out on the sofa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, um... As he said, the aim is not money, thus the one yen. Um, instead, making it clear that his goal is to have official judgment as to whether or not the mayor's order was illegal. Mm-hmm. I like this. He's saying the a mayor can't just get high and mighty and tell all the city workers, like that fucking dude in Osaka with the tattoo ban on city workers. Oh, that asshole. I don't even like saying his name because he's such a cunt. Um... Like, he's trying to say, like, constitutionally, you can't just go around making blanket laws for city employees because you think that they're not behaving correctly. And you can't go around, like, saying, okay... I mean, like, as a city employee anyway, you kind of, like, don't have a lot of freedoms and rights. You kind of don't. And, I mean, like, they've... I mean, you have to follow the strict guidelines of the city. You have to look up standing. But when you... Again, like, we're talking about, like, alcohol or tattoos that you hide while you're working... You know, like, yeah. so think about how many the the fucking garbage men or fucking city cleaners that got tattoos in their life were working and then suddenly that fucking dick in Osaka just fucking fires them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, what? For what? What? He did for getting a tattoo in the past? What's that have to do with their work performance now? Nothing. 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 And by the way, it's not illegal to get a tattoo. Yeah. Either. Dude, there's tattoo parlors <laughs> so everywhere. So why do you get fired for doing something that's not illegal? Exactly. And drinking is not illegal as well for fucking grown adults, right? Yeah. So I, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden we have these tattoo, the Zushi Beach or the Kobe Beach tattoo bands. We have these other places where they're trying to, uh, they're trying to make it illegal. To, uh, this is recent. I can't, fuck, I can't remember what I was reading, but yeah. s- specific areas where they're trying to limit outdoor alcohol use, like Zushi, Zushi Beach is one of them. Mm-hmm. Drinking in public in Japan is not against the law, mm-hmm. but certain select areas they're trying to make a law where you can't drink in that area. So, for example, on the beach in Zushi, you can't drink. What's going to be next? On Sentagai in Shibuya, you can't drink alcohol? Then it's going to be like America. Yeah, then it's going to be <laughs> Roppongi, it's going to be in Ginza, it's going to be basically Basically, it'll turn into how smoking has become in Japan. You just can't smoke outside, except in a designated yeah. area. They won't be, you won't be able to drink alcohol unless you're, like, in the woods or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Step into the fucking park, into the woods to, like, pound a beer when you're out trying to have streeters. It'll be like America with the paper bags. America with the paper bags. And even then, in New York, stop and frisk these fucking policies. Even if you have a paper bag, they'll be like, that's an open container, we think it's alcohol, here's a ticket, fight it in court. Yeah, it's messed up. Fucking dicks, man. Ah, well... 
Go to Gafei Japan on Facebook and let us know what you think about stuff. If you have any interesting articles related, go ahead and post them up there. Like, share, it helps us out, helps us get more listeners and viewers. Um, on top of that, uh, our sponsor is Gamuso. Gamuso is conveniently located just you know a few minutes from Shinjuku in the sweet area of Asagai. Just a couple minutes. I saw Pee Wee, the bartender down there yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was cruising around, went by Mitsuya, which is an awesome import beer shop. Um, he was working there part-time while running the bar, working at the bar over the other spot. He never they, sleeps. Man, Mitsuya has the best import microbrew craft beer selection in Japan, I think. At least in my area. So if you're in Asagai, go check that out too. I don't know why I'm giving them <laughs> free props and shit. Um, iTunes, you know, uh, Instagram, Twitter, the whole deal, guys. Um, and Johnny's going to be back soon. Uh, I think we have a special guest next week. Until then, we'll be back next time with 205. Bye. All right, peace.